What's up, guys? Welcome to Enjoy the Sass. My name's Faith, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. It really means a lot that you would choose to spend any of your time listening, so thank you so, so much. Truly, I can't say it enough. Thank you. If you're new here, this is a podcast where we like to talk about all the things, and we throw in a little dash of sass along the way. So I hope you're ready for the journey. Be sure that you're subscribed so that you can stay up to date with everything that's happening on the podcast. You can listen everywhere you listen to podcasts. So wherever you're listening, be sure that you're following along so that you don't miss anything. You can check out my website, enjoythesass.com, where you can see old episodes. You can listen there. You can also shoot me an email, host at enjoythesass.com. You can also find Enjoy the Sass merch. That's right. If you go enjoythesass.com slash merch, you'll find all of our official merch. There's crewnecks. That's my personal favorite. It's super soft. There's coffee mugs, tote bags, all sorts of good stuff. So go check that out, enjoythesass.com. And while you're there, you can find a link to my Instagram at enjoythesass. That's the best way to stay up to date with everything going on on the podcast and in my life. All right, guys, let's get into the episode. I'm so excited for this guest because not only is she an expert in something that I'm sure you've all heard of, the Enneagram, but she's also a brand new friend. We haven't even met yet, and I can't wait for our conversation. She has a podcast called Originality Podcast, and her name is Jessica Dalton. So sit back, relax. Grab some coffee and probably a notepad and enjoy my conversation with Jessica. Well, welcome everyone to the podcast. I'm so excited for my guest this episode. Um, we are just meeting for the first time on this recording. So it's very exciting for me um, to introduce you guys and to get to know my guest this week. Um, her name is Jess and she has a podcast and I'm really excited to introduce her to y'all and have her talk a little bit about what she's got going on. So hi, Jess. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you. So why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself, whatever you want to share? Okay. Uh, my name is Jessica Dalton. I am an Enneagram coach, which means that I use the Enneagram in a life coaching situation in order to help people grow in self-awareness and expose lies and blind spots so they can basically put language to how they're interacting with the world around them, what their personality is, in order to go on a journey with the Holy Spirit to be exactly who they are and who they're created to be. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) I have never heard someone so clearly define exactly what they do and why they do it. So that's amazing. That's um, I'm still working on it. I'm- <laughs> no, that was, honestly, I spent a couple of months doing clubhouse rooms. I don't know if anybody who listens or you are familiar with clubhouse, but you had to do like a super fast elevator pitch of yourself and I'm terrible at it. <laughs> you just nailed it. Like that was so good. Oh. So. Well, I also do some creative entrepreneurship coaching. So if you ever need someone to coach you through your your business or how to communicate your brand or who you are, it's also part of what I do. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. We're just going to, I'm just going to like <laughs> learn so many things tonight. I already know it. Um, so the Enneagram is something that I feel like, especially in Christian culture, um, everybody knows about or like has feelings about, but 
I don't feel like anybody really talks about the reasoning that they know about it or that it's like something that we identify as part of ourselves. So I would love if you've got an idea or if you can break that down for me. Absolutely. So this is one of my favorite things to talk about. So I believe um, we are created in the image of God, first and foremost. And I believe that each individual person reflects an aspect of God's image that nobody else does. So I believe Mm. we're collectively created in God's image. So I, I think that we all have a unique way that we show up to life, revealing the image of God and Mm. personality has clues to that. So, so, okay. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so good already. (laughs) So we, we are created in God's image and we, each individual inherently has value and worth and bring something to the table, even just because we are created in the image of God as human beings. Uh, that image is redeemed by Jesus and Mm -hmm. can everything that, uh, was that we had as a consequence of the fall, sin, death, uh, uh, shame, guilt, powerlessness, that Jesus took upon himself on the cross and he gave us everything that he had, which is power and life. And, um, and, and, and it, he really did give us everything that he had in that exchange. It's sort of like marriage, like everything that was mine became yours and everything that's yours became mine. And we became one person in that mm. union. So, um, through Jesus, we are, re- the image is redeemed and empowered through the Holy Spirit. Mm. So before you're born, okay, I, I always do this. Uh, I, I, I communicate with my hands. Um, so, I get it. I do. So I've got, I'm going <laughs> to communicate with my hands, but I'm going to try and explain it at the same time. So Perfect. Um, here we go. So there's this core of who you are that before you're born, God created with purpose that has an aspect of God's love, light, and glory that nobody else has. And you come into the earth with certain like ideas or preferences or perspectives, even before you're influenced by everything else. So mm. you, some people just don't like pickles. And that that's just, there's no reason for it. Maybe their entire family likes pickles. It just doesn't really make sense. They just don't like pickles. Or they just, they like the color blue, but they don't, they don't really know why. That's just who they are. So there's things about you that are just unique to who you are as an individual. And mm-hmm. it, what happens is in life, um, we encounter trauma and we learn how to cope with it or how to cope with emotions or not having our emotional needs met, or we adapt to a culture that we're a part of or an environment that we're in. And there's this structure that is built around that core of who we are. And so I, I like to like pull my hand up as a fist and that's the core of who you are represented. And then kind of show with my other hand that there's this structure around it. I know it's silly, but it's how I communicate it. Hey, visual. Um, but, and so that, that, that structure around who you are, um, that's how the world interacts with you. And what happens is you have two people who, um, get snagged on each other's personality on, on that outer structure of who they are. And all of a sudden somebody is like, calling out like, this is what I see that you're doing. But people are like, but that's not who I am. What are you talking about? Mm. That's not the core of who I am. Why are, why are you pointing this out about me? I feel misunderstood. And Mm. 
it's a lack of self-awareness because what, what happens is through pain, through culture, we develop this whole outer structure around the core of who we are in order just to adapt and be in the world. And yeah. um, learning about personality puts words to that structure of maybe you know who you are at your core, but you're struggling to show up to life, rep- like representing yourself authentically. And learning mm. personality helps you gain self-awareness about how the world is perceiving you. So then you can go on a journey with the Holy Spirit to pull that apart in order to heal and to grow and fully represent who you actually are. Wow. So that's how I talk about personality. That's I I believe personality is a mixture of a lot of things. Some of it it ultimately it's it's how it's putting language to personality is languages. It's just naming things. It's naming um characteristics that are that we similar the similarities and differences between us it's yeah. it's naming those things and for some reason god in his infinite originality created people 100% unique and with all these intricate similarities mm. that they can relate to one another on so yeah. we can both relate and be completely unique and individual within. Mm. And it helps us be able to understand each other and grow in relationship with one another and to connect and to be in, to, to share in one another's suffering. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That's, that's what I believe personality is. It's kind of where I believe it comes from. It's a mixture of, um, it, I think it speaks to who you're called to be and some mm. of the best things about people. I think I, I can use, know, learn about somebody's personality type and speak into their life and call out the best in them. Um, mm. And it can also help us become aware of our blind spots and grow in order to be more authentically who God's created us to be. Wow. I've never heard it talked about. Like, I've never heard the Instagram talked about in such a, a way that is so much more than just a personality test or like an assessment of character or whatever, you know, because... Again, going back to, especially in the Christian culture, you know, even it, at my church, say, we do um, we do a thing called Next Steps, and you go through this process of figuring out, like, becoming a member of the church, figuring out what we believe, all the things, and then they do, um, they do the DISC test, which yep. I know from listening to your podcast a little bit that you're familiar with, mm-hmm. um, and then they also do, like, a what is it? A spiritual gifts test. Mm -hmm. Um, and those are kind of just like given to you and they're like, okay, these are tests, you know? And then I remember, um, one of my pastors, actually, we were in a young adult life group and he was like, "I, I have this test like that I want you guys to take. And so he sent us all the Enneagram test that was like, you know, so long. It's a huge test. Like it took forever to do. I think he gave it to us as homework and then we came back with it. Um, and then he read f- to us from the road back to you. Um, the Susan Stabile. Uh-huh. Ian Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Ian Morgan, Cron and Suzanne Stabile. Yeah. Suzanne Stabile. Yes. So he read to us from that. And I remember we're all just sitting in this room and like some of us are crying, some of us are laughing, some of us are angry, you know, because of what this book is telling us about ourselves. And so my perception of the Enneagram came just from taking a test and then hearing about it in a book. There was never like a, 
hey, these this is what it is. So how did you come to, well, first of all, to knowing about the Enneagram and then like kind of dissecting it for what it truly can be used for? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I love that. I love, um, just that the Enneagram was introduced to you in a thin church context. I love that. Just the picture of a group of people growing together using this yeah. tool. It's so beautiful. Um, so yes, I have loved personality for years and years and years. Uh, my stepmother taught disc and mm. so I was introduced to the disc at a younger age. Um, and really resisted it because she tried to put me in a box and I was a fan <laughs> of that. And yeah. uh, then I, I turned 16. I had a crush on a guy and I wanted to know what his personality type was. Got super, <laughs> in, got super into the desk. Uh, <laughs> and then, wow. And then I just like, I absorbed the content. I just loved yeah. the personality content. She had her like big textbooks that I read through and I just had so much fun with it. And then as I got older, I started learning about, I think the next one I learned was redemptive gifts, spiritual gifts. Um, then uh, probably Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. really into Myers-Briggs. Love Myers-Briggs. I still love yeah. Myers-Briggs. Yeah. <laughs> still, it's still a slight obsession. Uh, yeah. And then after that, I got into Strength Finders. And mm-hmm. started like binge listening to a podcast on Strength Finders. And uh, then... I feel like there was another one somewhere in there in the in between, but I first learned about the Enneagram through a blog that I read on Myers-Briggs and looked it up and took a test and I mistyped mm. and I was like, this isn't me and this is just mean. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. like this. <laughs> and then I, um, maybe like four or five months later, my husband had listened to a Dave Ramsey podcast that he brought somebody on to talk about the Enneagram. And my husband was like, hey, I think you would actually really like this. And I think you're a seven. (laughs) (laughs) So I I looked it up and I read on a seven and it took me a little while. And then I read something about how sevens are never in silence. Mm. Like, oh my gosh. And how their minds are always (laughs) racing and how they just stay busy and they're never in silence because they're avoiding their like anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Read my mail in a way no personality thing ever had up to that point. Wow. And um, I, I had started listening to a couple podcasts and learning a little bit more about the Enneagram when I got laid off from a job and it was kind of a, a, a dream that I had had. It was an opportunity and it only lasted six months. And mm. um, I was learning about how I run from my pain and I reframe things and I avoid stuff. And suddenly I was in a lot of pain and I couldn't avoid it. Mm. And it prompted a lot deeper healing for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I also had been uh, going to college at a ministry school, seminary type situation. And we had these practicums where these ministry people for the, that oversaw the practicum, they uh, did a, like a review over of, of your time uh, in the practicum at the end of the semester and two semesters in a row, the pastor marked, like, perfect on everything. And then on the self-awareness category, they marked lower. And I was like, what are you talking about? Of course I'm self-aware. What do you mean? 
and uh, yeah, there was some self-awareness that I had to gain <laughs> uh, for sure. And so I feel like the Enneagram helped me grow in an area because it just, it enlightened things that I never, I never would have seen otherwise. And the Enneagram is so unique because it speaks to how multifaceted personality is. So yeah, I don't know how deep yeah. you've gotten into it, but there's, um, so you have your core types, like I'm a seven. Uh-huh. And then you have your wing type, which uh-huh. you can technically lean into either wing number at different points in time. So those are the numbers numerically on either side of your number. So I could have either a wing six or a wing eight. And at this point in my life, I'm primarily a wing six. <laughs> and so uh, then you have your path numbers, which hmm. as a seven, my path numbers are one and five. And those are typically considered stress and growth numbers. I talk about them a little bit differently. I think of them as just a different side of your personality that you mm-hmm. may lean into into like for like a season in order to grow, in order to adapt, or maybe even you go there in unhealth and you take on unhealthy characteristics of that part of your personality in a season. So for me as a seven, I've spent a lot of time at one <laughs> and I have some skills there and I really struggle with perfectionism. <laughs> so I think we can we, we take on, there's, there's all these different sides of our personality, but what people tend to see is just what you lead with, which is your dominant part of your personality. And people, people like to stereotype people. Can we talk about this yes. for a second? Yes, absolutely. Especially in church. We really want to put people in a box. So that way we don't really have to get to know them. We don't really have to be <laughs> vulnerable. And we don't have to do the work to be in real relationship. Mm-hmm. Then we can just like, basically use people like put them in a a place where we feel like they're going to be most useful and um if we can get to what their giftings are quicker then we can put them in a place where they will be satisfied serving or being used quicker and um sorry that came out a little harsh but no (laughs) it's it's valid (laughs) it's It's valid valid. and so the unfortunate thing is people or people stereotype, people box people in. And obviously mm-hmm. there's a huge like pushback to that, understandably so. People are going to use anything to do that. And it's unfortunate when people use the Enneagram because the Enneagram really does speak to like some of our deeper issues, like some mm-hmm. of like childhood trauma and subconscious motivations and blind spots, like those things that are, um, you know, the things that we had – that, that fifth grade teacher that spoke a harmful label over us, you know, like, yeah. and that's a yeah. trigger point. So when people try and stereotype people using the Enneagram, it's really frustrating because yeah. you're taking, they're also taking something that has a wider multifaceted view of human personality and you're breaking it down to the most simplest understanding in terms and then using it to use and abuse people. Mm. Really sad and really unfortunate. Yeah. Sorry, I talked a lot. <laughs> no, no, that's it's so good because I was one of the things that I wanted to talk about was first of all, what did you mistype yourself as? Oh, I typed as a three. Okay, why I had a feeling because a lot of threes want to be sevens, or <laughs> you know, or the in my life at least, I yeah. have learned. Um, and that's not a bad thing, you know, um, like you said, but I think it's really important to remember, especially when you're having conversations like this, that it's not an identity, which is why I love that you, um, you, you say so much about personality. Um, and it's just a trait of your personality. It's not your entire personality. It's like, I'm a two, 
hardcore. <laughs> like, like in all of the ways you can be a two, I'm a two. Um, in the good and the bad, probably. Just like most people, you know, there's good and bad things. Um, but I, I wing one because I have a lot, I'm an oldest child. I have a lot of, I had to grow up very quickly. So I have a lot of that perfectionist mm -hmm. analyst, all of the things inside yeah. of me. So I have learned that when it comes to talking to people about the Enneagram or like reading about it, you have to take it at what it is. And then I think that's where the Holy Spirit comes in, where you have to say, okay, like, I see these things and yeah, I can line up with them. But like, where is that in relation to like what you're doing in my life or how I'm working, you know? Yeah. Um, so I really love the, the idea that while yes, we have all these things that we can check off on a list of the Enneagram, it's not only it's and, yeah. <laughs> or it's, you know, plus, or whatever. Um, and so I think it's really neat to take it in that context of this is something to use. Maybe you use it as a guide for a little while, like you said, like going through a self-awareness process, it can really help you break down some of those things that you might be going through and then, you know, take those to the Lord or take those to the Lord and to the people in your life who you go to for, hey, I really need help with this. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that because I think a lot of people are like, oh, you're such a two. And that like, that's well, a bad thing. Uh, I hate or like, oh, you're such a, you know, like you're yeah. such a whatever. And or like, stop being such a blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, is it that, <laughs> you know, is it that or what? what's going on here? You know, mm -hmm. so I think that that's. Um, just a really important thing, especially in the context, because I don't know about you, and I'm sure you have seen this. I have noticed a lot of people who were super like into the Enneagram at first, um, and like, you know, dove hardcore into it. And then mm -hmm. suddenly in the last like year and a half or so, I've noticed this like shift to where the Enneagram has like a very negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Do you know why or what that is for people that's like shifting it so much from like hardcore fan to like this is the worst thing ever? Yeah. So I would say there's two main things. So starting probably I think it I felt like it was like fall 2019, which mm -hmm. now almost like like that's like almost three years ago. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. What? It felt like yesterday could have been. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> COVID just like stole a year from us and now nothing yeah. makes sense. Um, okay. Sorry. Back to no, it's okay. this. <laughs> so I I feel like fall 2019, there's a lot of people that jumped on social media and started claiming that the Enneagram was demonic. Um, yes. And so it has a stigma in church culture, period. Like I went from being the person that was like, what's your Enneagram type? And like, you know, just like really excitedly yeah. talking to people about personality because that's what I do. And that was my most yeah. recent, like personality obsession to like, uh, so I like have a podcast on the Enneagram. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Like, yeah, it, yeah. It where um, personally, like I, I knew maybe like at the church I was attending at the time, like maybe half the people on staff 
like loved my stuff and like like were following my my stuff and and listening to my podcast and telling me about it behind the scenes and then half of them were like going on social media and talking about how the enneagram was demonic and like how and it just made for this like really awkward kind of mm. Um, like where I just had to choose, like, I'm going to do this because this is what God's called me to do and I'm going to be obedient to it. And God's got a hand on this right now. And I just have to trust him in it Yeah, and not be ashamed of that and choose to show up and love people the same because the Enneagram is not an essential like doctrine. (laughs) Right. And and outside of essential doctrines, there is nothing that should be causing disunity among believers. We should be able to show up and love people the same. So, um, I had to make that choice, which was actually a very, very good opportunity to die to self. (laughs) And, um, but it it made uh, people more shy, uh, I I would say, about talking about the Enneagram, pursuing the Enneagram, being like sharing stuff on social media um, because of that stigma. So there's that. And I actually, on my podcast, I started it with two episodes uh, titled Can Christians Trust the Enneagram? Part one and part two. Mm. And I I give a full, both episodes are about half an hour, but I give a full like background, like why people think it's demonic, where that okay, comes cool. from, what, like, can we trust it? Well, like, anyway, I get into, um, we really should put our trust in Jesus and, and right. discernment and God uses um, broken things all the time or things that have like a, an associated shady history. Um, Mm. and that doesn't necessarily make it inherently demonic. Um, so I I would say it kind of follows the same logic of people who back in the day were like, Oh, we can't have electric guitars in our church because (laughs) rock and roll music is evil. Right. And so I, I, it's kind of that same um, logical path. And so I, I just personally disagree with it, but I understand that different people have different convictions and I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm going to respect your conviction. Like, and I'm going to show up and love you. I'm also going to be right to talk about the thing that I feel like God's called me to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was a whole journey. Um, <laughs> I can... I can imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's part of that. And then I would say part two of that is people have, people tried to implement the Enneagram when it first got really popular, like you would another personality assessment, mm. like using it to like interview people for jobs, like as a mm. part of that process and, or for, uh, like I have had so many stories and like small team workshops that I've done of people being like, yeah, I told somebody I was an Enneagram six and they were like, oh, so you really struggle with anxiety, don't you? You oh, know, and just like horrible those people that way. <laughs> and and the thing is, is the Enneagram is dealing with things that are so personal, so deeply personal, so intimate. And it's, it's like the kind of stuff that's going to come up in a counseling session. It's not right. the kind of stuff that like, you know you can just have small talk around like the disc, like the disc is, a, is all about behaviors and it's yeah. like pretty generalized behaviors. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Make funny memes and, and joke about it and like, you know, pick on one another about your behaviors. But when you're talking about like your subconscious motivations, like it is, a, it's, it's just more sensitive and it needs to be treated mm-hmm. with a different reverence, different level of respect. Um, I like to talk about, 
like it's a tool. The Enneagram is a yeah. tool. And it's a tool that carries a lot of weight. And when you have a more powerful tool, the way that you handle it has to be with a lot more intention and care. So, mm. you, I mean, you just don't handle um, a screwdriver the same way that you would handle a drill. Like, you right. approach it a little bit differently. Right. And so, um, it's a tool like any other tool, but it, it needs a lot more attention and care. So, I actually did a mm-hmm. series on my podcast called uh, Speaking of the Enneagram. Mm. And it's on how we talk about the Enneagram, small talk. If you feel like you have a friend that's mistyped, uh, how do you approach that? And don't tell them that you think they've mistyped. Just ask good questions. Yeah. And and let them mistype. (laughs) Yeah. And and encourage them to keep learning about it. Um, Right. Because ultimately, learning about personality, it's you're, you're learning, when you're learning about your type, you're learning, this is how, these are, this is how people function. Do I do that? And then you take that and you self-reflect. And it may take a few weeks to observe your behavior and your heart and your thoughts and to mm. recognize some of that within yourself. And so yeah. if somebody mistypes, then it's not the end of the world. They're going to learn about that's a way that a person functions in the world, observe their own behavior. Every time I did, so I did a series of type episodes and I did like deep dive into each type and read like 10 different books on each type and just like tried to synthesize the information. And every time I did a really deep dive on each deep, deep dive, <laughs> deep dive on each type, I like, I had to like ask myself, am I this type? <laughs> like I yeah. do this yeah. too. And, <laughs> and it's just such a great tool for like recognizing, Oh, I have that bad habit too. And yeah, can all learn from all of the types. Right. It's, right. it's ultimately, it's an opportunity to self-reflect and to grow. Mm. Sorry. I really wow. went off, but no, that's uh, no, it's, I think that's again, like it's very important to recognize things as what maybe they are versus what they're perceived to be because just like you were saying with the stigma, there's always stigmas around all the things. Um, but it's how you perceive them and it's being smart and taking it, you know, you take, it says it in the Bible, right? Like don't just take things for what people say. You've got to like take it to the Lord, (laughs) you know, Um, like seek wise counsel, but also talk to the Lord. Maybe, pray about it. maybe learn to think for yourself and, and right. grow right. discernment. See how you feel. Yeah. Not just yeah. take something at face value that somebody says on social media. Exactly. Yeah. Don't just take like the graphics people post and say, Oh, well, that's me. Doesn't always work that way. Yeah. That's very good. Um, so while you were talking about that, Mike, I wanted to ask you, what are the best resources for people who maybe have never heard of the Enneagram or have, but they want to do more research um, into it and maybe, you know, try and figure out what their type is instead of taking like a super long test to figure it out. What's a good place for people to start? Yeah. So I, so first off, the Enneagram is hard to test for. Yeah. Because it's a personality typing system that tells you your subconscious motivations and blind spots. So I don't know how you're supposed to test for something you're not aware of. Yeah. So it it really doesn't make sense as a test. Um, I think there are tests that can be helpful to narrow down like what, like, 
your maybe most likely top two or three results are. But a lot of times I wouldn't even take a test as that's for sure because you tested as this type. That's my type. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be helpful to narrow it down. So your Enneagram has a free test. Um, that's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I would test for that. And then I actually really encourage, I, I, I created, uh, the first season of my podcast to be a resource for people trying to figure out their type. So yeah. I have a part one and a part two on each type and the episodes are between 12 minutes and 22 minutes long. They're really short. And uh, the part ones I call a kind and concise description. Um, I I like to say I teach a a kinder Enneagram. Uh, A lot of Enneagram teachers are like really unnecessarily harsh. And I get it. Like I I get that like you're, you're, you're pointing out things that like a lot of people are blind to. And so you're wanting to like speak to it. But I just don't think it's necessary to talk about people that way. I think we can talk about our blind spots and subconscious motivations and still be nice to people. (laughs) Um, so anyway, that's, uh, so I would say, uh, if you've taken a, a, a free test and you've narrowed down your top two or three types, go to my podcast, originality podcast, and listen to the part one type episode, the, a kind and concise dis- uh, description uh, for whatever those types are. And they're, you know, generally 15 minutes each. Um, nice. The longest one is actually the type two. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's 22 minutes. Those are like, I really narrowed it down because the, to just like four or five core characteristics of each type, because there's so much variation within the type. So you think about um, different people lean into their wings, differing amounts, or your path numbers, or there's like an array of Myers-Briggs types that you can be within one Enneagram type. There's such a huge variation. There's different subtypes. Like there's <laughs> there's this thing called tri-types. Like there's so much oh, variation wow. um, within the Enneagram. And so I was really trying to boil down like, what are all the variations of each type really going to relate to in Mm. order to help people get a description that's specific to like, you know, is actually going to hit home for all those variations. Yeah. So I I highly recommend listening to my podcast, obviously. Okay. Uh, Okay. Awesome. (laughs) The links and everything will be in the notes so you can find them easily. Yeah. I recommend it also. If anything, Jess has a very beautiful voice that you've heard (laughs) here. But, like, thank you. 10 out of 10. Yes, of course. Yeah, so good. So, so good. Okay, awesome. Well, you're in Eogramcoach.com. I've definitely seen their stuff and all the Instagram. There are so many Enneagram Instagram accounts. So many. Um, Theirs is really good, though. The what? The Your Enneagram Coach Instagram yep. actually has really great, they have really um, great content information. Yeah. I would say, um, okay, I'm going to pull up. Some of my favorites. I love Nine yeah. Types Co. Nine Types Co. Yes, I've heard of that one too. Really excellent stuff. So if you're an Enneagram Nine, uh, Healthy Nine Club is fantastic. Hmm. Um, Enneagram in relationships is really great resource. I love how they talk about the Enneagram. Those are probably some of my most favorites. Just nice in terms of awesome. writing. Well, I really check them out too. Really high quality content. They do really love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I am excited to check them out as well because 
like I said, I don't know a whole lot, but I'm learning. So no. um, I'm excited to keep learning. Um, let's just talk about having a podcast for a little bit. Yes, I'd love you know, we little podcasters over here. Um, what made you start your podcast? Aside from obviously a love of the Enneagram and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I felt led to start a podcast probably, I feel like it started stirring in me January of 2018. Um, and I had already been talking about it and I'm not even sure exactly what spurred it on, except that I had been listening to quite a few podcasts at that point and just loved, loved learning through audio content. And then I, I was in a class, um, I actually got a prophetic word over, um, uh, I, the, the, the person was saying that I had sincerity and that mm. the Lord was coming on my communication gift and on that sincerity in order to lead people to freedom. And so, mm. um, I felt like that was confirmation of what had already been stirring in me to start a podcast. And then I, I felt like it was going to be personality related. I had been talking mm-hmm. to, I was still in college at the time and I was talking to, um, I would just sit around with people and figure out their personality types and then the Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah. would come on it. And wow. So I would start prophesying over people and they would start crying and it, just like God would move through me talking about Love personality. That. Yeah. And so I felt like there was something to that. And then I, I remember I was on a trip with a friend and she told me, Jessica, I know that you're confused about what you want to do, but man, if you don't do something with this personality stuff, you're crazy. Like God is on yeah. yeah. So uh, I started personality podcast summer of 2018. Uh, I released my first episode. I was determined I was going to do it before the end of June. I started recording in May. And at that point I was trying to do it myself. <laughs> And uh, I was special. <laughs> I recorded uh, maybe, I probably recorded five interviews and I released three. And um, edited it myself on GarageBand and it was not fantastic. And I got really <laughs> bogged down in the editing process. And we talked about all the personality assessments. My, I basically wanted to like sit down with people and talk about every personality thing under the sun and how it all related <laughs> and connected within that one person. Wow. And what I realized was personality types, typing systems are like languages. And it was like I was talking five languages when each person maybe knew one or a half. Like, mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was not connecting. It wasn't really helping people. It wasn't really like – and I think it was fun. Like it was a fun conversations and I loved sure. – being able to speak to what's great in people and like just my friends, but it, it, it needed to revamp. (laughs) So fall of 2019, I I think that summer I had talked to my friend Amanda and asked her about, um, editing the podcast for me. And, um, I knew she had the skills because we had gone to school together and had a technology class together and I, I knew she was brilliant. So, um, and, uh, offered to pay her to edit my podcast. And also uh, I had started trying to teach the Enneagram. I had, I decided that year, I just decided like summer of 2019 that I was going to do the Enneagram. And then like fall of 2019, people started sharing it, that it was super demonic. And I was like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> but wow. 
so that was a process, too, of figuring out, okay, how do I approach this? And I, I definitely felt like I needed some episodes that were prefacing my heart in doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And before I just dove into teaching. But also realized when I did episodes by myself and I was just in my house recording trying to teach content – it kind of fell flat. Like it lost, Mm -hmm. it lost the energy, the passion that I speak with because I was talking to a wall. And so I needed somebody to talk to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so Amanda became that person. Um, And so she joined me on the podcast as a producer and edits it and does an amazing job. Um, And uh, yeah, I, we started recording that fall And released the first episode January 2020. And so we released four episodes. Uh, The last one, I think, was we were doing every two weeks. The last one came out beginning of March. And then COVID hit. And we didn't really have a place to record. Um, And we just, it wasn't that we didn't have a place to record. It was just a lot going on. Um, Yeah. So we took a break. And then September, so that summer, we we decided, like, okay, we're going to start recording again. We're going to do this. And that September, I, uh, August of 2020, uh, I'd been feeling really restless at my job. And the Lord spoke to my husband, uh, which I had been praying for, uh, <laughs> for uh, me to be able to quit and to pursue doing Enneagram stuff full time. And uh, the Lord spoke to my husband in worship at church and said to budget for us just to live on his income. And so that's what we did. And so I, my last day was August 31st of 2020 and I've been working for myself, not making any money ever since, (laughs) but, um, trying to build something. And so that gave me the freedom to record episodes and release episodes every week. So so that fall we were, we started releasing episodes every week and really diving deep and teaching the Enneagram and, uh, then we did a series on wings and a series on how to talk about the Enneagram. And then uh, last fall, we did a series of interviews for the first time. So fun. Totally different. Um, yeah. Such a great experience. And then this year, we've been doing paths. And uh, later this year, <laughs> we're actually taking another break. Sorry, I told you our whole our whole uh, podcast. No, break. it's good. I love it. But um in this season, I've been learning that I have things to say and value to give that people actually want to hear beyond what I have to say about personality, even though mm. um, I love talking about personality and creating Enneagram content, that there's so much power um, and leading from vulnerability in mm-hmm. my imperfection and my mess and being able to be honest about that. Yeah. Um, so... We're working on, so the, the podcast is called Originality. So kind of the themes that we're working out pursuing this fall. And I, I almost feel like they're, they're arrows that we're, we're following. We're, mm. we're seeing, we're tracing the steps to see where this is going. So it's not fully yeah. developed yet, but the, I, it's basically creativity, authenticity, and the Enneagram will become mm. a title. Love that. And so we're going to be talking about the creative process and the phrase that keeps coming to me is daring to be creatively average. Mm, and I love that. And, uh, and then asking what does it mean to really live authentically? Mm. 
And the Enneagram is a part of all of that. And the Enneagram will continue to be a part of what I do. But I'm going to be sharing a lot more uh, even from my own like experiences in life and um, kind of intermingled in the Enneagram content. Mm, wow, that's amazing. I am very excited for that. I will say I listened to um, your episode part one and two of um, about church trauma and church hurt. And it was incredible. And I really appreciated your vulnerability and just like your willingness to share because people don't talk about those things a lot. And then of course it was nice to hear it in relation to, you know, the Enneagram, but um, even outside of that, which part one was mainly outside of talking about the Enneagram, it was beautiful and I'm excited to see what you do because I know that while, yes, it's great to be able to talk about personality, it's also this space I have learned as having a podcast is an amazing place to just share your heart and your life and, you know, give other people a space for that as well. And that's my favorite part of my podcast is being able to seed the floor most of the time to the people that I get to meet and talk to. Um, so I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear more about that. Um, especially I'm, you know, as a creative person, I'm always trying to figure out how to balance my life. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, still be creative. Um, and not want to go crazy. So I'm really excited to hear more about all of that and all the things coming. Yeah. Um, my, my husband, I actually, it's actually really encouraging. Uh, we're doing a second podcast, which I can't believe we're doing this, but it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm overcoming all my fears. Um, and, uh, it's going to be called, uh, bad advice from church people. And it's basically, the title of each episode is going to be a piece of bad advice that people have gotten either from church culture or from a pastor or from um, just somebody that they went to church with that gave them some advice. Yeah. And the first season is going to be on sex and marriage, which is like so wildly vulnerable and intimidating (laughs) to me. But yeah, also I just feel so strongly that the Lord's on it and that it's for right now. Um, and we're not approaching it as we have our act together and we know what we're talking about. We're more just saying, sure. um, this was advice that somebody got. And when we get bad advice from church, you can get bad advice anywhere. But when we get yeah. advice from church, it, it, it hits us differently because we expect that to be the place where we get the best advice and the wisdom yeah. and, and everybody to hear the Holy Spirit and everything to be perfect. And so when we get it, it, we get advice and we take it and we implement it and it turns out to be bad advice. There's almost like this weird space where we feel like we can't, um, we, we feel like we, we did something wrong in the implementation right. and it's our fault or we can't really talk about it and pursue asking more questions or getting different advice. Um, and so it kind of leaves people with weird emotions around it. And so yeah, our heart is basically just to, give a place for people to give voice to bad advice that they've gotten and for us to share different perspectives on it and ask questions and share some of the conversations we're having. But, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I'm really excited for that too. When (laughs) do you have an idea of when you're going to release it yet? No, we're recording the first episode Thursday. (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. So we're in the process. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, how can people stay up to date with that? Just like by following you or following your yeah. other podcast? So fo- both. Follow me at Jess Loves Personality. So J E S S Loves L O V E S Personality. Um, and we're going to be creating an Instagram account for that pretty soon. And awesome. Recording the first episode this week. Hopefully that'll come out in the next couple weeks. And I'm really hoping that that we can create community for people to voice like, yeah, this was bad advice that I got. And like, let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk about the things that nobody talks about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so excited for that. Um, And really excited for you guys to be doing a podcast together. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, So, yay. That's so cool. Will you tell everyone um, your podcast, how they can follow Originality? Yeah. So Originality Podcast, it's on all of the different uh, platforms, podcast platforms, wherever you listen, get your podcast. um, And you can follow it, uh, the Instagram page at Originality Podcast. Um, I've been really bad at keeping that one updated, but uh, it it is there. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. Well, if anything, they can go and see your previous posts and Mm -hmm. at least subscribe so that they can see future stuff. I need to, I'm excited to listen, um, to your paths series because that is something that I don't know a lot about with the Enneagram. So I'm excited for that. Um, definitely on my list to keep up with, um, with those. So I, this has been amazing. We could talk even more um, and just continue well, I, forever. I'm to have you on my podcast sometime. I would on. I would be honored. I would I really love would. that so um, much. I'm always yes, I would love it as well. A, a self-aware type too. Those, you know. Yeah, it's yes. <laughs> I do know what you mean. It is. Um, it is a journey that it's it's hard. It's journey. It's re- it is. really hard. I, you know, we. My one of my close friends, who's a two, um, her name's Megan Forrest Farmer, and she's the one we interviewed for our interview series yes, last year. Great episode. And yeah. um, you know, we talked about man, like I feel like twos get the 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 you know just the worst of it, honestly, because yeah, you're telling yeah. them that you being nice is a bad thing, and it's really not. It's just that no, you know, we we all gotta check our heart and why we're being nice and yeah and that's a really hard yeah. thing honestly to decipher sometimes and why we want to help and why we want to love um but I feel like there's so many lessons for absolutely every person every believer in checking mm-hmm. your heart and motivation and why you're helping people and yeah. so I but I feel like it all gets put on the two and it's just not fair <laughs> <laughs> I agree they do put a lot on us as the helpers mm-hmm. you know can't help everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but yes, I would love to chat about being a two and all the things in Egram. I'm sure I will learn so many things just from listening to you speak about it. I already have just <laughs> that episode with Megan was really good. And then um, your other two episodes that I have listened to so far have all been excellent oh, resources. You. So you're welcome. Everybody go check out Originality Podcast now. Before we close out this episode, I preface at the beginning, or at least I let you know at the beginning, I'm trying to do better about telling people what I'm going to ask them (laughs) so that they're prepared a little bit, or you can think about it as we go. Um, I always like to ask, yeah, I always like to ask what you're reading, or I'm an audiobook fan, so 
totally acceptable there. What you're listening to, music slash podcasts, and then what you like to do for fun. So take it away. Oh, wow. Okay. So much here. Uh, yes. Love it. I am. I listen to so much like audio content because that's just yeah. where I thrive. Oh, you know what yeah. I've been listening to? I'm going to see Waitress this week. Um, it's a okay. musical and I love oh. the soundtrack. Oh, and amazing. They're, okay. they're, it's in Dallas. So we're, I'm going with a friend. And we're gonna go watch this musical. So of course I've been. I love that. To the music. Okay. It's it's a musical. The music was written by Sarah Bareilles. And oh wow! It okay. Just it's so fun. I hear that the storyline is trash, but the well, the music itself know. is kind of fantastic. So anyway, I love that. Been listening to that on repeat lately. Okay. Awesome. Um. Okay. I'm gonna pull up audiobooks. So oh, you know what? I just I finished. I this has been one of my favorite books for literally years, but okay. Um, I finally finished it. It's called Walking on Water by Madeline Lingle. And it's okay. it's subtitled Reflections on Faith and Art. And so Madeline Lingle wrote A Wrinkle in Time. Um, and that's what she's like really famous for. Yeah. But she was also a theologian and a, a very strong Christian. And it's a book that she wrote in like 1980 on creativity like christian art and creativity and it's one of the best books i have ever read i loved it so much finally finished it after years of reading this book it's definitely wow she is brilliant so like it's i I took it takes a minute like it took me a minute yeah Um, yeah it was i had to be in the right mood to to listen to it (laughs) but um Finally finished that, and I actually started listening to a biography on Madeline Lingle, and I, mm. I'm so fascinated by her as a as a person, as a writer, as a Christian. Like she's mm. just very interesting human being. Uh, nice. And okay, I've been listening to. Gosh, so I I do a weird thing where I this is the seven with ADHD. <laughs> Um, I set timers in the morning where I incrementally progress. Um, so like I will do a task. I'll start with like a three minute timer and I play an audiobook, and then I play a song when the timer's done. And then I start after that song's done, I start another, another timer for four minutes and listen to a different audiobook. And then like I keep going until I'm like going for longer amounts of time insane I know but that's just how my brain works okay (laughs) and so I I'm usually in the middle of a lot of different books all at once yeah it sounds like it (laughs) (laughs) um sorry that's so weird I've been reading Heinz on high places good enough it's a devotional by Kate Bowler and Jessica Ritchie Mm. um uh what have I really been in um, I've started a lot of things. I've been trying to finish Lord of the Rings for the first time. For the first time? Yeah, I've never read it. Oh, I've never seen oh my god! Movies. So love the movies. Basically, yeah. my husband has been like, "You have to listen to the books." So you have to. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. I Josh knows this. Um, that I probably listen to them like once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them. In- sometimes I'll include the Hobbit. Oh. It just depends on my mood. Yeah, that's so fun. Yeah, and I the the movies are some of my comfort movies, so I'll just turn them on. Just play. You know, yeah, my yeah. like that. I just yeah. I don't know. I get bored. 
Um, I get it. I do. I, I do. I, it, the the book the book is the dramatized version of the book. Oh, is yeah. really fun, and I'm. I need to listen to the. Maybe I'll do that. I'm handling this. it better than okay. I have in the past, so I'm I'm getting more into it. And then we're we're I'm, when I'm done with the book, then we'll watch the movies with my brother in law and sister in law, and then we'll all love do the second book, and we'll watch the movie together. And so I'm doing. I love that. So I've been that's so fun reading that. Artist's Way, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown is fantastic. And I am listening to the audiobook, but if you like physical books, even if you don't, it's it's a beautiful book. Like, it is designed so well. There's all these beautiful photographs and colors, and it's a book all about emotion. So mm. there's 87 emotions in the book. <laughs> and if you aren't prepared to read about every single emotion, you can literally just look through the table of contents. If you're really wrestling through something look it up and it will bring insight and wisdom and revelation into whatever it is that you're processing it is such a book wow i'm i'm gonna add that to my cart immediately Mm -hmm. those are the main ones i'm reading right now nice yeah let's let's go with that rep those awesome love that and then um so it sounds like you mix audio with some physical reading yeah. then? Yeah. Um, not a lot. I definitely do more audiobooks. Same. Definitely do more Same. podcasts. Podcasts yeah. listening to. Um, so yeah. I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast. Oh, I'm obsessed with the podcast. I'm so excited that you know about the podcast. <laughs> yes. Wow. Else knows about the I've pop- never had someone else on the podcast <laughs> who knows about the podcast. I so. love the podcast and the Bible bitch. Wow. I love both. Uh, yes. Um, and the like the podcast, I feel like it's like the friends of audio content where like yes. if you want something to just like play in the background and like you don't have to pay that much attention to you. Like you Yes. Like, it's like if I have a long drive home, I'm somewhere and it's like traffic or like I just have like a 40 minute drive because I, yeah, I drive a lot. Like then Same. I'm going to have like a snack in the car and I'm going to put on the podcast and it's like the friends just like of, yes, yes, audio content. Oh my of them. God. Wow, I'm so happy right now. Did you go? I to didn't their live go to show? the live show. Did you go? I was I was supposed to. I had my ticket. I bought it like somehow I was awake at like, you know, way too early or late at night. So I was able to buy a ticket. I was so excited. And then right before, like two weeks before, I tore my ACL. So I'm still in the process of, you know, recovering from that. So I did not feel like a, a long drive to Dallas was a great idea. Um, So sadly, I didn't get to go, but I did just get a live stream ticket. And that was a delight. It was lovely. Yeah. So hopefully I, they'll come here. I was super torn yeah. about going. I really wanted to go. I almost went. I went back and forth several times. And at first, I thought the tickets were $30 each. And then I saw that they were $60 each. And my husband was like, yeah, I mean, it's not really worth it for me to go with you if it's $60. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, then yeah. I'll go by myself. And then we had right. friends thing came up. And then it was like, oh, like, I love them so much. But is I know it for me to, I don't know. I also yeah, just I thought like- as a podcaster, it'd be so inspiring to see a live show, like to see what I know. come from somebody's podcast. Like that's amazing. I know. What they built yes. is incredible. I, yeah. For being a podcaster, I also am obsessed with just like their journey and everything that they've done. I, it just blows my mind that people have this as a job 
Yeah. And like, you know, could get paid to do this. I'm going to do this someday. Like, for yeah, someday. Yeah. I'm like, somehow we need to find a way. Like, we just have to find a way. Mm -hmm. But I'm so happy that you love the podcast. Wow. That makes me just like a special place in my heart. Yeah. And it was really like, I was, I, I was actually thinking about it. And when I was looking at buying tickets, I was like, I don't have any friends that also listen to I this. know. I know. That's and how I feel, too. The biggest nerd that just listens to all the podcasts and nobody else. I don't want anybody to go to this thing with. So that's seriously like, um, I, I don't want to be too presumptuous, but I think you're my new best nope. friend. I think. Um, I agree. Yeah. We've got to get coffee sometime because. Please. Mm-hmm. Please. I, I. As you know, my engineer, Josh, and his wife, they live in Fort Worth. So I'm there not often enough, but I need to be there more. I live in Marble Falls, Texas, which is outside of Austin. Yeah. Yeah. I know where that is. So I live Really, really pretty area. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Way prettier than this area. (laughs) I mean. I will drive. I'll take a day trip. We can meet in Waco. We'll just. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And look at us. Coffee. I love that. I love that so, so much. Wow. <laughs> Yay. Um, tell me, do you, aside from music, well, okay, this, wow, musicals, you're into them? Oh, I love them. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. I'm a big so, musical fan. Okay. I love that. How do you feel about Hamilton? I love Hamilton. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like... I, I, okay me too i was supposed to also go see hamilton in san antonio and then the entire cast got covid so they rescheduled it until july of 2023 That's so, and so sad. i it was very well, sad i will go with you in july of 2023 except that <sighs> hamilton tickets are stupid expensive so, i know they're so know. much more expensive than any other musical it's like four times the cost i know i know Anyways, anyway, yeah, they were we here. Lament. They we'll were here in January. I had a friend that went. Yes, they I know tickets. some people who went there too. Yeah, they won. Yeah, tickets. they won tickets. They were signing up for all the giveaways, and they actually oh got tickets. I never win those things. Like I know, I kind never. of feel like, what's the point? But they they did it. So apparently, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, I love that. Um, okay, so musicals. Um, what other kind of music do you like to listen to? Oh, all kinds of music. I actually went yeah. to school for music originally. Um, so I also like I lead worship and um, oh, amazing write songs on occasion. I finish, <laughs> but very rarely. And hey. I lately I have been listening to I've really been liking uh Lizzie McAlpin. Um she's like a singer-songwriter, um chill vibes, chill acoustic vibes. Uh, Love that. Ben Rector's new album's been really fun. Uh-huh. And um what else have I been listening to lately? Um, I mean Adele. I mean they're like obvious. Of course. Like of course, you know. yeah. Yeah. Um, outside of the obvious, um, if you're not listening to Adele right now, I don't know. Um, <laughs> more musicals. I love the last five years. It's a musical. It's really sad because it's about their marriage yeah. dying, but it's also like, we have so many friends that are walking through similar things and like, it's, mm. it's so real, you know? Yeah. The music. Yeah. Sometimes you need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do I really like? I don't know. That's kind of what I've been listening to lately. I, I try and listen to a variety. Yeah. Um, same. And so it's just, um, mm, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
a good mix of things. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, so last question. What do you like to do for fun? Or what are you looking forward to since, well, it's May. So it's like it's kind of summer, but like still trying to figure itself out, especially here in Texas. Um, what are you most excited for fun wise in the summer? So I'm going to tell you a secret. But, <gasps> wow. Um, but I'm going to put it on a podcast. So then it's not a secret. Um, I mean, this is <laughs> up to you. It's up to you. So it's, um, so so we, we left our church last year in July and we've, we've been in between churches. We have like connected with new friends in this yeah, season. I love and, that. Like a friend connected us with some other friends and it just found like like-minded people that are in a similar place. And we've been having these, like getting together to have like a, like a, a just a talk, to have a conversation around a topic. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and it has been one of the most like wildly healing things I've ever mm. experienced. Just genuine, authentic, honoring conversation and the way that the Holy Spirit speaks through people mm. in that space has yeah. been just incredible. And so we're planning on, you know, doing like weekly talks in June and July. And, um, I'm just really, really excited about that. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. I love some of my favorite, like things outside of a church setting or whatever, are just being able to sit down with like my friends or people that I don't know, you know, and just have a conversation and it feels so much more life-giving than like a forced, I say this all the time to like my people that I don't like small groups I'm not a small groups person oh yeah we're not either um and so and church doesn't really like that you know they want you to be in yeah. small groups and I'm like because, I because just the church not. feels responsible and they feel the burden of facilitating yeah your community creation of your community yeah but community takes intentionality and trust built over time you can't yes. assume that you're going to get into a room with people that are in the same stage of life or have a similar interest of some sort or in a similar neighborhood and right. that, that's going to be a group of people that you're going to jive with and that yeah. you can share vulnerably your deepest things and that that's going to be life-giving yeah like, it takes intentionality building trust and like finding your people and bringing yeah. them together and it yeah. usually takes somebody that's Time. really gifted in that too somebody that's gifted at connecting people and has already built deep relationships with several people in order to to know that I think these people we can bring together and this yeah. can be a safe place for these people. Yeah. And it's people that are gifted at connecting, really stepping into that gift as well. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it takes time. It takes intentionality and a small group facilitator can't like do that. Like yeah. it's not, it's, yeah. and it shouldn't be put on the, on organized church to do that. Yeah. To begin. I agree a hundred percent. I love it. We agree on that. So thank you for, <laughs> thank you for validating me in that moment. So I'm excited for you to have that for the summer and hopefully going forward. Cause it sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I feel yeah, like I love that. I feel like the Lord has a lot of healing in that. And yeah. It's going to be really fun. And um, yeah. So I'm probably most looking forward to that, even though it's kind of top secret. Hey, <laughs> nobody knows where, what, or who no. on this podcast. Yeah. So it, your I, secret is semi safe. 
semi-safe here. <laughs> um, well, Jess, we'll just close out the podcast here um, by me saying thank you so, so much for coming on, for sharing your vulnerabilities and your secrets <laughs> um, <laughs> with us here on Enjoy the Sass. It means a lot um, that you came on my little podcast. Um, I'm excited for all that you're doing on your podcast. And everybody needs to go check out Originality Podcast with Jess um, and Amanda as well. Um, they're both really awesome communicators and I've really enjoyed getting to listen to their podcast. So everybody go check it out. Stay tuned for all that Jess has coming up. I'm really excited for her podcast with her husband. I think it's going to be super great. So thanks so much guys for listening. Thanks Jess for being here and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.